0: Welcome to the Shauna Kay Show. I'm your host, Shauna Kaminsky, health, wellness, and anti-aging specialist, and the best-selling author of the book, Lose Your Menopause Belly. I'll provide simple lifestyle hacks for you to regain your health and get your sexy back. Tune in for practical, easy, actionable steps to upgrade your health today. This is episode eight. When you lose fat, where does it actually go? Stay tuned to find out more. Is it just me that's ever wondered where fat actually goes? Does it just disappear? And why does it always find us so easily again once we've lost it? And why does it bring all its friends? Surprisingly, when you lose fat, the fat cell doesn't actually go anywhere. And if you have a ton of fat cells in a trouble spot, the best you can hope for is to empty out the contents of the fat cell to reveal what's hopefully some muscle underneath. Now, lots of people I know are looking to get more toned or defined. Now, obviously, they want to strip away their fat and reveal beautiful muscle under underneath. Um, some even wonder if they have muscle, but trust me, everybody has the same number of muscles, even though we might not have the same, uh, amount of muscular development, like some are just more developed in, in others. And some people have like a layer of fat over their muscles so that you can't see any muscle definition by adding resistance training, muscle toning, and I want to say muscle building. But when I say that, um, some women in particular, you know, get their guard up because, Whenever I say muscle building, they think, "Oh man, I just don't want to get too big." But the fact is, is it's just not that easy to gain as much muscle, like muscle, as you would like. Uh, if that was the case, then we would all be a lot more muscular than we already are. So, if you're the, the other thing that kind of uh, intrigues me is that some women say, "Oh, I can't do resistance training because you know I immediately get." I get big. I put on weight. So I want to dispel that that misconception about muscle toning and muscle building. I want you to imagine like a big piece of flank steak and like a pound of flank steak and just look at it. That is a pound. It would take a very long time to put that slab of muscle on your body. That's very dense. So it's not that easy to be able to put that muscle on. So if you're doing resistance training and you're actually gaining weight while you're trying to lose fat, it's likely that your nutrition is messed up because it's possible to lose fat and gain muscle simultaneously, but it's unlikely that you're going to gain weight in the form of muscle. What's more likely is the scale won't move whereby you might lose a little fat, gain a little muscle, and then you step on the scale and it's kind of cancels each other's out. So it kind of looks like it's the same. So Um, it's really good to take measurements and notice how your clothes are fitting, keep an eye on the mirror, as well as, you know, taking your weight. But if you're gaining weight, if... It's, it's most likely that your nutrition is a little bit off because a lot of people think that if I'm working out, it gives me the license to eat and it does not. So, all right, let's talk about how does a person go from smooth and chunky to toned and defined? And what happens to that fat? Does it just disappear? So first of all, the number of fat cells you have are dependent on two things. Now, it might be handy to blame your parents and your ancestry for fat genes, but that is only one piece of the puzzle. So yes, there is a predisposition uh, to carrying fat cells that is genetic. Um, And so you're born with a fixed number of fat cells, but that number actually changes as you grow. So like I said, some people are genetically predisposed to have more fat cells than others. Um, your body type and your gender also factor into this because women naturally have more fat cells than men it's just a survival mechanism nature has just programmed us because women you know for the propagation of the species uh, we carry more fat because the you know carrying a child we might be threatening our own health so we just our body just stores more fat naturally even when we're not wanting to carry children we're not pregnant we're not planning on it our body has other ideas and it's just that survival mechanism so now it was once thought that our fat cells were developed in childhood and during puberty and this is mostly true but our fat cells can d- develop at other times of life, such as during pregnancy and into adulthood if we gain an extreme amount of, of weight. So if, you're, if you coast into adulthood um, as a, having come from a lean, you know, being a lean child and a teenager, you know, you're not scot-free, like you're not off the hook. You are more likely to stay leaner because you have less fat cells, but you can still add fat cells to your body with you know, overly abundant nutrition and sedentary lifestyle as you age. So um, imagine fat cells like empty balloons and they're in your body waiting to be filled. And so like a balloon, they don't need, they don't need to be a certain size. They can increase and decrease depending on how full they are. So when you lose fat, you don't really lose the fat cell at all, even though the fat shrinks and it it seems like the fat disappears. It's just used as energy, but the fat cell is still there. So uh, the, the fat inside the cell is released into the blood through a series of complex processes, and a number of enzymes and hormones play into this. And once in the bloodstream, the fat in the form of a free fatty acid, is used up as energy as the body needs it. Um, Your fat cell appears smaller, even though it never disappears completely, and muscle definition is more easily seen. So, you know, you get that defined and toned look that everyone's looking after, they're looking for. Now, to actually empty out your fat cells, your body needs to be in a calorie deficit. So this can be created in two ways. You can be eating less and doing more. And the combination of that is the most powerful way to get lean and the only one that I advocate. Because the eating less method of shrinking your fat cells tends to have you look like a melted candle. So you may just look like a skinnier version of your former fat self, which is generally not what we're looking for. I hate to say it this way, but we all want to look better naked. And if we don't tighten and tone the muscle underneath the fat cells, like I said, it's the melted candle look. So um, now on paper, a severe cut in calories might look like the simplest way to empty fat cells, but it's generally the most unsuccessful for a number of reasons. We're going to mess up our metabolism for, for one. And just consider this. Our body is programmed for survival. It doesn't know if we're trying to empty out those fat cells for a reunion or a beach holiday, or or if you just want to get um, lean so your body like just looks good, or if you're actually in starvation. So this is why you want to lose fat slowly over time while incorporating exercise to tone the muscles up, muscle underneath, because it gives our body time to get accustomed to a new set point. Um, like I said, your body doesn't know if it's, you know, in survival mode or going to the beach mode. So if you, you know, severely cut back on calories, what's going to happen is your, your metabolism is just going to slow right down. If you try to starve yourself, the enzymes and hormones required to coax that fat out of the fat cells will just be impaired. And it'll, it'll use other energy sources, it'll use lean muscle. You'll likely lose weight, but not fat. You'll be a skinnier version of your former fat self. And eventually it just causes that metabolism to crash. And this is why I tell women in particular to who tend to be chronic dieters to just stop the dieting because we tend to go on a diet, lose the weight. We haven't learned new eating skills, new lifestyle habits or have incorporated exercise. And then so, so we've naturally slowed down our metabolism because our body is in survival mode. Then when we eat what would be normal food, we gain weight and we gain more. We might be eating the same amount of food that we would have been eating prior to the diet, but we're eating, we're gaining weight eating a normal amount of food. So it's just this yo-yo of back and forth weight gain and loss loss. And weight loss with an increasingly slowed down metabolism, and what's probably the worst of it is the crushing of your spirit. And I don't want that for you. So, um, I feel it's wise to keep an eye on your weight and not let it get out of control. I'm one to weigh myself daily, just because I like to be a student of my own body. I like to know, okay, this is what I weigh today. What did I eat yesterday? So I kind of connect the dots. Oh, I had, I had soup. Let's say I had soup. Maybe it had a lot of sodium. All right. So I seem to be up a pound because that was really healthy soup, but maybe it's just the sodium. Maybe it's just water. I'm going to just watch. So I always advocate getting on the scale to connect the dots between what I ate and what's going on with my body. The other thing is, especially because I'm a small person, is I don't want to get on the scale and be 10 pounds up. Well, I would certainly notice in the mirror before then. But, you know, even if I'm two to three pounds up consistently for a week or two, it's like, you know what, I want to get on top of this before that gets out of control. So um, the scale can, as long as it's not... You don't demonize it and it doesn't ruin your day. The the scale can be a handy tool. Of course, a measuring tape and how your clothes fit probably are equally as as good. I have lots of clients that never step on the scale. So you have to decide what's right for you. However, if you can use it as a tool, it's very helpful. Now, um if you've lost a lot of fat, you need to be ever vigilant because your fat cells are still hanging around. And they're just like, hey, you know, I'm waiting for them to be filled up again. So um, they're really at the ready. And if you have any excess energy, come down the pipe, you know, your fat cells are more than happy to store fat for a rainy day. So um, now a word about liposuction, because this always This always um, fascinated me because I wondered, all right, those fat cells now are gone. So, you know, the surgical method to get rid of fat cells, what's that going to do? Well, I would suggest if you're considering any kind of lycosuction or tummy tuck, You want to be careful to modify your eating habits so that once the procedure is complete, you have healthy nutrition and a plan to maintain your physique. And it also gives the surgeon like a beautiful landscape to work on, work with. And I, I'm not judging anyone who would choose to have a surgical intervention to remove fat or, you know, for any reason, you know, I just want you to have your head on straight going into it so that you're very prepared in terms of fitness and lifestyle so that you can maintain any results that you get uh, after the surgery. I once had a client that had like liposuction, but when she gained the weight back, since some of the fat cells were physically removed, fat could no longer go where the usual place. And so she gained weight in very Weird places. And so she was super surprised and disappointed that she had new problem areas. So you have to be careful about that. Now, the big take home lesson is it's all about a balanced lifestyle. Uh, You can make it easier, hard on your body to dump fat, but your fat cells will will be with you forever. Now, um, I wanted to say that it's actually easier than you think to lose fat, even through the stages of menopause. And you don't have to starve yourself to lose fat. Starving yourself is the mistake. Remember, I always say never starving, never never stuffed. Like as you incorporate healthy lifestyle habits, you know, into your life on a consistent basis, your body will work with you, you know, for your optimum body composition and, and weight. Your body wants to be this healthy weight. But it takes time and you need to stay the course, even when the numbers on the scale don't seem to be moving. If you maintain a healthy diet and incorporate exercise and, you know, stress reduction and you sleep enough, things are happening on the inside, I promise. So it's like the spring. Everything looks brown and dull. And finally, you know, after the snow leaves well, I'm in Canada, I don't know where it is elsewhere, but the grass will finally poke up and the leaves will start to bud. And this is how fat loss works. It happens slowly, you know, underground or in your body. And then eventually it's going to be revealed on the scale and in the mirror. So I want you to remember that the number on the scale is somewhat irrelevant. It's not the best measure of progress, even though many women Base their entire mood, their day on what the the scale says. So don't be, like I said, take away the power of the scale. Use it only as a tool. I'd really like to pay more attention to performance and energy levels, the reflection in the mirror, other ways to measure success of your health health, um, lifestyle. Uh, I like to set a performance goal instead of a weight loss goal focusing on doing something like say a perfect push-up or your first pull up or training for a hike or the ability to maybe play with your kids or your grandkids on a holiday. That's much more fun and rewarding, um, goal to, to meet. You can, uh, one of the best ways to, you know, that you can meet it by, you can be in control of it because you can say, Hey, I want to do a perfect push-up. I'm going to work out three times a week. I'm going to make sure that I'm eating properly to support that goal. Like there's things in that you are having control of when you're doing a performance goal. So, um, and a weight loss goal, you might not be in control of everything. You know, maybe your body's just not in weight loss mode. Maybe your hormones are messed up and they have to be fixed first because that can happen. So, Although it's fun to see the scale drop and the tape measure to show the fat cells deflating, I want you to keep things in in perspective. Let's chase after health, vibrant health, energy, feeling great, and not the number on the scale. And that's what happens with your fat cells. I just wanted to share a little bit about that because I was always intrigued about it. That's it for today. This has been the Shauna Kay Show. Head to podcast.shaunakay.com for show notes and more. See you next time.